Mamata Banerjee was haunted by Bhobishwatar Bhut. Here's why, by Chandrima Pal. A film that was mysteriously pulled out of Bengal theatres after release had become a flashpoint for debate over artistic freedom in West Bengal. Bhobishwatar Bhut, directed by Onik Datta, pegged as a political satire, was unofficially banned from the screens on 15th February as bursts world about orders received from higher-ups about a possible law and order threat that the film presented. At one point, it seemed Chief Minister Mamata Banerjee and her government, that had been officially silent on the issue, was about to lose a share of the prestige support she had once commanded among the artistic community. Dada Sahib Falke Award recipient and veteran actor Somitra Chatterjee, who had famously turned down public overtures by the BJP, was part of the protest that erupted in Kolkata against the shadow ban on Bhobishwatar Bhut. The Supreme Court finally stepped in to ensure the film could be screened without obstruction. It is not difficult to understand why shows have been running to packed auditoriums ever since. There is curiosity. Why was Didi so upset about this film? And what is the film, a sequel to Anik Datta's first and supremely successful film, Bhutar Bhavishwath, all about? Over two hours of screen time passed, the predominantly geriatric audience at the popular multiplex hobbled out of the theatre looking exhausted. Some had even dozed off during the interval, waking up only to discuss how the film had not spared anyone. That's exactly as far as the controversy would take the film. The filmmaker's skirmishes with the ruling dispensation in Bengal are well known. And when you have to take on Mamta Banerjee on her home turf, there is no dearth of material. Datta launches a blistering attack on everything and everyone, institutions, organisations, events, scandals associated with Didi, but without an ounce of the intellectual flourish and zany wit that marked his signature in his debut film. Bhubishwatar Bhut is a ham-handed attempt at political satire that feels like a Twitter rant stretch over two hours, sans the wit. The premise of having a bunch of ghosts as conscience keepers of society as well as providers of comic relief feels tired. What seemed inspired in his debut film feels terribly contrived in the sequel. Banerjee, who has refused to comment on the film being pulled out of screens, is not famous for taking criticism well. Despite her public and nationalised stance about the freedom of expression, she and her party have come down heavily on those who question her intent and style. However, a significant chunk of the attacks she has faced in a long and eventful political career is also personal. Mostly sexist and elitist jibes at her numerous public gaffes, her rustic style, her accent and her ability to keep those memes coming in. Anik Datta unfortunately does know better. He does take up the real issues. For example, he depicts a well-known sting operation and idealistic journalist turns up with a video that shows identifiable TMC leaders and a top cop accepting cash for party favours, an obvious reference to the Tehelka's Narda sting operation. Ruling party cadres threaten to kill an old man living in an old house, reflecting the spate of similar crimes against senior citizens in the city. Local goons monopolise any and all business, from collecting hafta to terrorising senior citizens and disrupting film shoots. This is bound to resonate with the local populace. A couple of years ago, Mamta Banerjee was forced to make a public statement against this syndicate raj in her state, prompting the film's characters to talk about how they have lost their livelihood to her diktat. There are a host of other controversial chapters from the Trinamool Congress's eight-year-old legacy. But Tatta's target has been the chief minister herself. Mamta Banerjee's much-derided promise of Pori Borton that inspires a bunch of folk singers in the film to make a song and dance about it. Her well-known passion for the colour blue and painting blue diamonds all over flyovers gives jobless youth a shot at livelihood in the film. Pun intended. Her party slogan, Ma Mati Manush, and the party symbol play peekaboo with the camera. 
a gun-wielding party goon who wants to earn a decent living by selling his watercolors, is told that no one will buy his paintings unless he becomes a prominent minister. A nudge-nudge-wing-wing about Mamta Banerjee's paintings that have been sold for lakhs of rupees with the CBI hot on the money trail. The Bengal chief minister herself is never mentioned or present in any of the frames, but Datta makes her conspicuous by her absence as she who must not be named. He also pokes fun at her accent. Film is spelled as flim on a plaque mimicking her accent, her lack of sophistication. And that's where the grand setup crumbles to a more social media kind of posturing. Datta tries to pitch himself as the lone voice of dissent articulating the frustration of an ageing middle class population at one end and the angst of the idealistic university students at the other. In between, he stops to air his views on the redundant communist logs, the boxwalas or the anglicised Bengalis of the post-independent era, the cabaret dancers, Rovindra Shongit singers, out-of-job typists and the chuddies who have taken beef away from menus. That's a lot to say, especially when there are a hundred inside jokes that make no concession for out-of-towners. Over digs at media houses, no points for guessing that anti-establishment editor who was replaced overnight is Avik Sarkar of AVP. Commentary on land acquisition, the local resistance in Bhatnagar that the TMC is battling and the filmmaker's peers who work with rival production houses. A dig at SVF's Srikant Mohta who was recently arrested for his role in Chitwan scam. There's even a roll call of legendary assassins, revolutionaries and characters from pop culture, summoned as an army of ghosts with long history lessons in between. And not to mention the mandatory tributes to Satyajit Ray, who set the gold standard in political and social satire with his Gopi Gane Bhagabene films. But that's problem is that he tries to be too clever, says too much and leaves little to the audience's imagination. All said and done, this is the kind of film that should not be throttled. That it is running successfully at theatres is a triumph for freedom of expression. But Datta's voice must be heard. But this self-indulgent piece of work is not the very best way to hear it.